Welcome to the League of Champions podcast. to savage you this week all right part two right in the nick of time before actually not before the start of week three but kind of before the start of week three because who really cared about that game last night it was disgusting the giants just looked like absolute dumpster fire anyways so we left off we're at ben versus stefan uh they're both one and one at this point so for ben jay jetta is just better 25 targets through two weeks. That puts him on a 17-game pace of 212 targets, 170 receptions for 26-26 yards. 2,626. I mean, Kurt Cousins is balling out. Right now, this is even more insane than that stat line, which would set, I think, most, if not all, records. I haven't looked it up, but it just seems like it would. But Kurt Cousins is on pace, 17-game pace, 748 passing attempts, 6,018 yards, 51 touchdowns, and only eight interceptions. It's just, it's ridiculous. And it's, it's, and TJ Hawkinson is also balling out. It's just like the Vikings are just going nuts. And Justin Jefferson is just going to continue to go nuts. Next up, they have the Chargers. Chargers have allowed the second most passing yards against their defense this season. Um, and or actually, they're, they're I think they're tied. No, no, they've allowed the most passing yards against this season. I don't know why. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting all fucked up. So they've played against the Dolphins and Titans. I put in these two teams. Is like, why did I put that in? Um, they played the Dolphins and Titans, so they're not slouch teams. And after that, the Vikings have a touch tough matchup against the Panthers, which strange to say. But then after that, they go against the Chiefs, which by all, it has to be a shootout. I just don't, I don't see, neither defense has been that great. Chris Jones coming back could change that, but I think that'll be a shootout. So I don't think anything changes for Justin Jefferson. Not that a tough matchup matters for him anyways, but, and then Zay Jones. Zay Jones equals crossbones. He's dead. (laughs) Get Get him off the team. Trevor Lawrence right in the middle of the pack as a passer so far this year, which is, Way lower than expectation for him coming in. Zay Jones is tied for third in targets on the team. And he's only averaging 4.2 yards per target. So, and that puts him just barely ahead of Travis Etienne, who, mind you, is starting 8 to 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. (laughs) So, he has to run 8 to 10 yards and then another 3.5 to get targeted. Zay Jones is just barely ahead of him. It's it's just not good. Zay Jones, I don't know really know where he kind of fits in the office. It doesn't seem like he fits anywhere. I mean, it's I would at this point drop him. I, it just seems like a, I definitely wouldn't start him, but I would probably drop him. And then for Stefan, is Garrett Wilson going to be okay? Everyone, you know, Aaron Rodgers goes down rightfully, so everyone just well, there goes the Jets. There goes every Jet for fantasy, but maybe not. Uh, Garrett Wilson has 13 targets, two touchdowns so far this year. Last last week, he had two catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. 
So if you take away his 68-yard touchdown catch, all of a sudden it looks like a terrible game, but he did get it, and that's how fantasy works. Uh, they do have the Patriots this week. Now it's going to be brutal for all the Jets, I think, especially their top weapons. And I don't think the running game showed enough against the Cowboys for Bill Belichick to be even kind of remotely worried about that. So I think he's going to focus on just eliminating Garrett Wilson. Uh, and then is Dalvin Cook cooked? 17 carries for 40 yards through two weeks. That puts him on a 17-game pace for 144 carries and 340 yards. Doing the math at home, that's less than three yards a carry. That is disgusting. He's barely even involved in the passing game. He has four targets in two games. And he's just he's not as explosive as Brees Hall. And it looks like Michael Carter is kind of being involved in the passing game too. All the running backs have four targets. So it's not even like he's going to make up for inefficient running with you know catching the ball out of the backfield. So I have no idea what's going on with Dalvin Cook. I don't know. Is he going to get benched? I mean, I think the hope right now, I would think for Stefan, is that Brees Hall actually really gets hurt and is out because he just he's just a better-looking running back. I think you kind of have to throw out the Cowboys game for everybody, really. But I don't know. We'll see. I think I think Dalvin Cook might be near the end. He might be in the, the Zeke Elliott stage of his career, you know, where he's just kind of plodding along. Next, we have Tyler Nelson and Spencer. So, Tyler Nelson, new cook in the kitchen. By new cook, I'm talking about James Cook, Dalvin Cook's younger brother. 29 carries through two weeks, but he also has 10 targets. So he's a tough matchup coming up this week against the Commanders, but then the run that he goes on after that is the Dolphins, Jaguars, and Giants. And I think all those games are either going to be a shootout or a shutout. I think both lend themselves to the success of James Cook. So I, and the only reason why the commanders are kind of scary is because their line, but their line might not be able to, I mean, Josh Allen is a very mobile quarterback. He's going to make them run around a lot to catch him, to pressure him. They're going to get tired. I, I think as the game wears on, he could get, um, James Cook could get more successful, especially in like the second half. But after that, it's, it's going to be open season and I don't think I mean David Damian Harris is getting goal line work but it's kind of like the Cowboys last year with Zeke and Tony Pollard like James Cook looks better between the 20s and then they put Damian Harris slash you know Zeke Elliott in on the goal line but if he starts getting the touchdowns man it's going to be wild because there's going to be plenty of opportunity with the Bills and then Smith flying high with the Eagles he's only one target behind A.G. Brown in the season but he has 70 more yards and two more touchdowns. So he's just booming all over the place. He's eighth in the league in targets in yards per reception and yards per target. So they're throwing down the field to him. And, you know, even if he catches it short, he's making it happen. You know, he's making making people miss yards after the catch. Uh, and that's so he's eighth in the league with anybody who has at least 10 targets. So any position. So tight ends, running backs, everybody. So it's pretty impressive. And then uh, Spencer. Keenan Allen is the wide receiver five. Is it 2015? Like, what the, what the hell is going on here? I mean, it looks great on paper. And, but it's heavily boosted by two touchdowns. So I wouldn't get too excited just yet. And to be honest, I don't even know if Keenan Allen was playing in 2015. I just kind of made that up. 
Yeah, he was. Cool. So I'm not a complete idiot. Uh, anyways, the good news, Herbert is only, he's really only throwing to Allen and Mike Williams. And by really only throwing, I mean he really is only throwing because Gerald Everett is third on the team and has six targets through two games. So it's only going to go to one or two of those two guys. Mike Williams, well, actually both of them have a history of getting injured. So <laughs> it's a roll of the dice. But for right now, heavily, heavily involved. And then the Tower of Tyreek, of course, in reference to the Tower of Terror, because you do not know when you're going to drop. You go all the way up and you go all the way down. That's all Tyreek Hill ever does. Interesting thing. This is the third time in his career he's had over 200 receiving yards. And he's never followed up one of those games with a game over 60 yards. So that dates back to the Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes days and everything. Like 300, uh, two, I'm sorry, three 200 receiving yard games. Never followed it up with over 60. It's just the ultimate boomer bust. However, he has almost a 33% target share right now, 32.8. There's absolutely nothing to worry about. But it is, it's, you just have to be a little bit, uh, it's another acknowledgement of what the Patriots do when they play against players like that. They, they kind of just, you can't remove Tyreek Hill, someone like Hillman from the game, but you can certainly limit what he does. And that's exactly what they did. Won't happen. Even, I wouldn't even say 50% of the time. Because I don't think most coaches or teams are capable of doing that. Next, in the final matchup. Yeah, the final matchup from week two. We had Tim and Brian. Tim's 0-2. I feel I feel you, Tim. I'm 0-2. I can't believe this is how it's going. And Brian, who's 1-1. Tim, so Saquon Ankley is back at it. Another high ankle sprain. Who knows what that means? Even if you looked at his his um, two-game pace, it was bad. I mean, it, the 17-game pace for what he's done so far in these two games, almost 250 carries, 246 carries, 969 yards, eight touchdowns. That's like, that's like someone you would think was like running with another really good running back on the same team. But he is by himself. And the worst part is, I think, for Tim, is why would Saquon even rush back? The Giants don't care about him. The offensive line is so bad. Daniel Jones has been sacked the most in the league. And the the Giants aren't going to win. Like, they're not going anywhere this year. Even if they... I just don't... Even if they rally and make it to the playoffs, the teams they have to beat... (laughs) <laughs> to, get, to continue and to get deeper into the play. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants were fourth in their division. Like, easily fourth. So, I don't know why he would rush back. Dude, just take the year, find a new team next year, rehab it, get 100. Like, why rush? Do what Michael Thomas did. Just kind of, like, elude every question about what's going on and just evade the team and then... Oh, all of a sudden we got a different quarterback and I'm good. I think that's Saquon should take that approach. And Brian Robinson has many men scratching their heads. So obviously that's in reference to the most badass moment in football last year when, so if you don't know for some reason, um, Brian Robinson was shot, I believe he shot twice, maybe even three times, I don't remember. 
in an attempted carjacking, I think, last year. And then when he's back, he runs onto the field to Many Men by 50 Cent, which is just the most badass thing ever. And he's the running back three in the season. If you remember last year, like he was, there was a lot of hype about around Brian Robinson and like how he looked last year before that all happened. And he's he's killing it. I mean, he's three touchdowns. That certainly pads your stats. But his his seventeen game pace right now, three hundred fourteen carries, which is a shitload. Twelve hundred forty one yards, seventeen touchdowns. But then he also on pace for forty two targets, twenty six receptions, and another four hundred sixteen yards receiving. And another eight touchdowns. Now, the, I, the touchdowns are obviously inflated, but that's a sixteen hundred yard season. That, I mean, that's that's amazing. And I think Antonio Gibson has been all about completely phased out. The guy literally runs onto the field with butter on his hands. Like he is just—I don't know what he is doing before the game. It's so—he's got like arthritis or something. He literally just can't hold the ball. And then Brian, I'm not going to give Brian too many flowers here because he scored a remarkable 149-something points. But one thing I did want to note, welcome to 2023 T. Higgins. Leads the team in targets, yards, and touchdowns now after an explosive week two, which is fantastic. He's on pace for 170 targets, which is 60 more than he's had any other season of his career. So, I mean... It's. <clears throat> I think I said this last week, and by last week I mean the last episode, which was like two days ago. The targets is like the only indicator of talent as a receiver because that just means that you're open, and the quarterback is passing to you. So, I think everyone's seen T. Higgins be talented, but I mean, you do a 170 target season. There's, it's a, you're kind of undeniable at that point, and maybe he goes to a different team next year. I, I think he's. If he's not on the last year of his rookie deal, um, so this will be his fourth, yeah, fifth year option. So no, he's definitely gonna be a Bengal next year. But yeah, wow, Bengals they got they got if they can sign him, man, they wow, it's, they got some longevity there. It's a great core of their offense. They just need to find another running back now, old Joe Mixon. Um, and another thing I just wanted to note. Brian is the only player in week two in our league to have no player score single digits. I mean, that explains why his score was massive, but it also is an alarming thing for how weird the NFL start has been. Like, there hasn't been a lot of top, lot of huge weeks from players, a lot of, like, really big scores in games. It's just kind of been, like, a slow start. I think, I think honestly, teams are still getting used to, like, the, the shorter preseason. I feel like... When there was four games, it was they kind of hit the ground running a little bit more in the regular season. Now I feel like week one is kind of like the last week of the preseason, but it counts. And then week two is like really the start of the season. So we'll have to see how this all shakes out, but it's been kind of a strange start. The last thing I wanted to stick into this episode was the matchup of the week uh, for week three. The one I'm picking is Isaac versus Tyler. So, Tyler lost Nick Chubb last week, which is brutal, but he deserved it. Tyler did, not Nick Chubb. Uh, But he still managed to pull out the win against me, which is why he deserved it. So, now both these guys are, Tyler and Isaac are 2-0, and the winner takes sole lead of the East. And depending on Spencer's matchup, whoever wins this one could be the only undefeated team in the league if, if Spencer loses. 
Isaac's running backs, however, are horrible. And I think he should consider maybe trading for someone like Kenneth Walker, who, by the way, is on the block, everybody, if somebody wants him. I have too many Seahawks. I have too many Saints. And by two, I mean two. Um, not, like, two. I have too many. I have two too many. And I want to get rid of one of each. So, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, on the block until one of them is gone because I want to trim down my duplicates. I don't know what I was thinking when I drafted it, but it's driving me crazy. Anyways, so week three, really kicking off Sunday. Good luck to everyone besides Nick. Um, Actually, not good luck to Tyler either. So not good luck to Tyler, not good luck to Nick. Good luck to Timmy. I don't know who you're playing, Tim, but I hope you're not 0-3 feels terrible to not win i don't want to do a brad this season all right guys i will talk to you next week super take care now bye bye then